Hey, everybody. Good morning. Uh, just before we jump into God's Word, a couple uh, business reminders again. Um, if you weren't here at the beginning of the service, Garrett reminded us that uh, for the rest of August, we're going to be online only because of uh, COVID developments. Um, that could change, but for now, our plan is to continue online only uh, right here on Facebook Live. So um, be sure and join us in the weeks ahead. Um, secondly, after our short Devo and uh, time together in worship this morning, I want to encourage all of our members, if you consider Centennial your church home, please jump on our Zoom call with us, and we're going to have that information for you on Facebook and here in the comments. Um, so jump on the Zoom call with us. Got some exciting things to share with you, and so look forward to seeing you there um, after we look into God's Word and, and sing one more final song here. So, uh, hey, we have been traveling through Colossians for the last few months, traveling these four chapters, and we finished it officially last week, but I just wanted to take a brief kind of Devo time this morning to take us back to kind of a key place, a uh, very key place in Colossians chapter 1, uh, just to highlight again the theme of Colossians. So um, if you've got a Bible in front of you, that's great. We'll put this on the screen as well. But uh, I just want to read uh, verses 15 through 20 of chapter 1 again. Um, it says this, this beautiful description uh, of Jesus, our Savior. Beginning of verse 15 says, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by Him all things were created in heaven and on earth, Visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rule, rulers, excuse me, or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Verse 18, and he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So uh, if there's a uh, really critical passage in chapter 1, uh, this certainly counts for it. Here we see just this beautiful description uh, of our Savior, beautiful description of, of who Jesus is, who, that He predates time, that He's in the beginning, that He's the creator, but He's also the sustainer. Uh, and it ends by saying not only is He the creator of this entire cosmos, the entire world, and does He hold all things together, but He provided reconciliation for you and me, making peace by His blood. On the cross, the creator of the universe enters creation as Jesus, the one whom all things were made through and for, comes into creation uh, to provide reconciliation, forgiveness, redemption that we need. I want to direct uh, our attention just this morning uh, specifically to verse 18 of this passage, and I want us to just ask and answer uh, two questions. Let me read verse 18 again. It says, He is the head of the body, the church, and He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything He might be 
preeminent. Well, the first thing I want to point out to us is uh, that Jesus is the head of the body. He's the head of the church. He cares about his church. He loves the church, not just uh, individual believers, but he has formed us to be in community and local churches together, and he's the head of Centennial Church. He wants to lead and guide us, and we trust him to do that. So we honor him as the head of our our corporate body of of this church, and we also honor him uh, in our individual lives as Lord, because it says that he is all these things that in him, in Jesus, he might be preeminent in everything. So the two questions I want us to ask and answer this morning is, first of all, what is preeminent? And then secondly, what is everything? Now, we've talked about this weeks and weeks ago. Uh, I'm sure you don't remember all of the sermons. Um, Not even the preacher does. But we talked about this in one of our parking lot Uh, tailgate services, that Jesus is preeminent. And I gave us some synonyms for that from Webster's Dictionary. says, preeminent means having paramount rank or importance, outstanding, supreme, surpassing all others. Jesus is preeminent. He is the greatest. He is the foremost. He is the chief. He's the best. He's outstanding. He's excellent. He's distinguished. And we made the point weeks ago that Jesus is not just one in a litany of many religious figures, but that he's preeminent overall. He's outstanding. He's one of a kind, the only Savior. And therefore, since he is who he is, since he is this preeminent God, it says that he is to be Lord or he is to be outstanding, first place, uh, numero uno, the best, the top in everything in our lives. And so the second question is, what is everything? Um, Well, everything is everything. Uh, Jesus created this whole world, so he wants to be Lord over all, and he wants to be Lord over all aspects of our lives. He wants us to give him worship and honor and preeminence. And, you know, it's been our, our history and our tradition and our lingo, if you will, around here for quite some time to talk about holistic discipleship, holistic mission and holistic discipleship. This right here is a holistic verse about discipleship. That if if Jesus really is who he says he is, then he should be preeminent. He should be foremost in everything in our lives. There should be no room, if you will, of our home, of our heart, uh, any closet or dark space that is off limits from the lordship and the preeminence of Jesus. Following Jesus is not a one day a week thing we do. It's not a one hour on Sunday. It's not just uh, some prayers that we pray or a little bit of religious reading that we do every once in a while. But Jesus told his disciples, come 
follow me. And they followed him with reckless abandon. They, they gave their lives to him, uh, those first disciples, unto death because of who he was and what he uh, is Lord over. So I want to uh, ask us this morning, um, is Jesus preeminent? Is he foremost? Is he tops in all things in our life, in everything? So let me put some flesh on that a little bit. Um, is Jesus preeminent in our thoughts, what we think throughout the day? Is Jesus preeminent in the way we spend our money? Is Jesus preeminent in our career, in how we conduct our friendships and how we relate to others? Is Jesus foremost in our marriage? Is he the center of it all? Is he the glue that holds us together and unites us? Is Jesus preeminent in our church? Are we seeking to follow him? How about this one? Is Jesus preeminent in your politics? In the way you think about the issues of the day? If Jesus is the Lord of all, then he should be Lord of our thoughts. He should be Lord of how we think about the issues in our culture. Though all those should be put through the filter of the truth of Jesus, the revelation of Jesus. As we follow Christ, there's not this option to say, Jesus, you can have my whole life, you know, but not my bank account. Don't touch my wallet. Hey, Jesus, you know, I want to follow you, but I have really no uh, interest in kind of growing more holy in the bad habits that I've developed or in some friendships that aren't helpful in following Jesus. And if we're following Jesus, we don't have the option of saying, oh, I follow Jesus on Sunday, but my politics, you know, that's, that's, that's different. We uh, do not have a privatized faith. We have a personal faith, but it's not a private thing. It's something that is supposed to inform and pervade all areas of our life, that Jesus would be preeminent in everything. How about another one? Uh, we think about holistic. Um, what about in our health? What about in the way we treat our body? Uh, the kind of foods and drink we put in our body. Does Jesus have preeminence there? Do we feel like the way we um, take care of ourselves is a reflection of the lordship of Jesus? If Jesus is to be preeminent at all, then it means not only my mind, but also in my relationships, my heart, my emotional life, as well as my physical life. What about in my uh, choices of entertainment or even in the educational pursuits of my children or my personal growth and education and reading? Does Jesus have lordship over that area of your life? 
the story of Colossians, the theme of Colossians is Jesus is it. We said at the very beginning, Jesus plus nothing equals everything. But based upon this verse here, we can add a, a new equation this morning. And the equation that we could say based upon verse 18 of Colossians 1 is that Jesus is greater than everything. We can say that. Or we could also say it like this. Jesus is first in everything. He should be preeminent in all things. Um, we're going to close in a minute with a song called Jesus is Better. And I think a lot of times the reason I don't want to submit to the Lordship of Jesus is because I think ultimately that there's something better than Jesus. That there's something more important to me or I, I don't feel like his will would be best or he's, he doesn't have my good uh, in mind or my pleasure in mind. Uh, and the song that we're going to close with today is a wonderful anthem of Colossians 1.18 that just declares Jesus is better. Jesus is better than my desire for comfort and wealth and, and money or career status. Uh, Jesus is, is better than any type of uh, worldly fame or success that we could have. Um, Jesus is better than the sorrows that we face. Jesus is better than the victories that we even have. Jesus is better than all riches. I just want to give you a moment uh, in the quietness of as we close here uh, to just take a moment before we sing this song and think about where have you kind of siloed off Jesus? Uh, where under the conviction of the Holy Spirit do you want the, the Lordship and the light of Jesus to shine brighter? Where do you need to submit to his Lordship? If Jesus is Lord of all, then he wants to be preeminent in all, in everything. So I'm going to give us a moment to be silent and then I'll close us in prayer and we'll sing together. God, we come to you in the quietness of this moment and we just confess that sometimes our hearts just long for other things. We, we feel like you don't have our best in mind or we think that there's something that we can see or feel or touch or, or think about or, or do with our time that it, it would be better than you, God. And so we ask, Lord, that you would just soften our hearts towards you, that you would transform us and that you would give us hearts and minds and desires uh, to love you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength and to give you lordship of everything, of all that we are, all that we have. Lord, that we would be more and more conformed to the image of your son. It's in his beautiful name we pray. Amen.